0: Welcome to the US Sports Podcast with me, Max Whittle. And today's guest is comedian and writer, actor, Marek Larwood. And I love having Marek on because we end up not talking about anything we were supposed to. Today is a preview of the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 52, the Philadelphia Eagles, the New England Patriots. So many storylines. And we ended up talking about prop bets. Imagining Bill Belichick coaching in a helmet and of course... Ahead of Sunday, the big game in Minneapolis, listening to Murder Podcast at the gym. It's Marek Larwood, everyone. We have started officially. We're we're trying to explain that we're doing a podcast via Skype and Marek looks like not a pilot, but an egg.
1: Yeah, and this is the modern way. You don't need to speak. You don't need to leave the house. You just sit at home, look at people on your computer (laughs) and get fatter and fatter every day. (laughs) Pretty depressing.
0: What podcast do you listen to? Well, this
1: I um, for listeners who want to know, my job is basically a, I'm sort of a comedian and actor, and I've stopped going to gym about three or four years ago because I thought I, I could just pay my own sport and made up instead, and I saw myself in in on um, a job I had called trolleyed. I looked so fat, it was so depressing that I started going to gym. So I'm back into podcasts, and nice. I'm listening to murder podcasts, which is really weird. My Favourite Murder, which is two, <laughs> two ladies talking about uh, their favourite mur- horrific murders. And the last podcast on the left, which is also these guys, they, they research, properly research and read all the books about these serial killers and murderers. And they're really fun. They're both comedy podcasts and they're quite dark. But um, I, quite en- I quite enjoy that. But you shouldn't... Whilst, but, whilst lifting weights well, in the gym. rowing, I don't really like the... <laughs> uh, the sort a of weird bit... I hate the bit when you go and lift weights when everyone's in front of the mirror. It's a bit too... Staring at themselves. Yeah, something odd about it. I, I'm not really that sort of um, m- macho muscle guy. And you always feel w- really inadequate because people who literally spend all day there. You know, when you go to a gym yeah, you're... and there's someone... They haven't left that place or they're wearing the same clothes and they've definitely been there for the last three days nonstop.
0: It's triple sessions and you you, you think in your head, that's what a real man should look like. And, but I can imagine it's quite weird listening to murder podcasts while rowing. I've never heard that combination before, personally. It's, it's pretty, <laughs> I mean, don't listen to more than two a day because
1: you definitely start getting more and more paranoid. It has made my own, mm. especially in, living in London in the winter and the cold, dark nights walking around. It's a lot more scary.
0: after listening to a few murder podcasts. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad you're back at the gym. That's good work. Obviously, we've got Super Bowl on Sunday, Super Bowl 52. Just general thoughts about this season, first of all, because it's gone quick again. But I'm interested to know, as a Lions fan, what you make of it.
1: I think it's been really interesting because there's been no... If you look at the teams that have won, like the Saints you know, great, the Vikings were great, the Eagles were great. They've all come from nowhere, really. So it feels like a, one of those seasons where a lot of teams are in transition that weren't the big teams before. Um, mm. I, I mean, I thought the, the Falcons would come back after last season. They looked amazing. You know, there weren't too many changes there. But obviously the the trauma of the, <laughs> being a recipient of one of the greatest comebacks of all time has affected <laughs> them. But I think... Um, the AFC for me has been quite boring. It's just been, mm-hmm.
0: you know, Patriots, Steelers, the same old thing. And but the Pats going through the Jags and the Titans as well. That that's the AFC really changed this year. And the Steelers have always got some sort of internal controversy, whether it's Le'Veon Bell saying he's going to retire, Big Ben saying he doesn't play calls for a sneak. There's always something in Pittsburgh, and now we've seen they've fired their offensive coordinator. But the AFC took a bit of a dive this year.
1: I think in general, from watching the films, what I do is I watch the Detroit Lions game, and I have game pass on, and also I watch the highlights. And then occasionally I watch the evening games, and obviously watch all the playoffs. I think that... There aren't really any great teams. The Patriots look like a great team. The Vikings defense looks like a great defense, and some and the Eagles defense was impressed as well. And the the Saints offense. I don't think there were really any great teams this year. It doesn't feel like there's two. I mean, you could have picked anyone to play the Patriots. Mm. Uh, I thought the Saints might do it, but. Um, so I think it hasn't really been a. There won't be no one will really talk about all oh, the teams from 2018. There's not been... It feels the playing field is quite equal at the moment, as opposed to a lot of seasons. There's just a
0: load of really shit teams. And- <laughs> <laughs> well, you did have you did have Case Keenum, Nick Foles, Blake Bortles, and then Tom Brady as your final four quarterbacks. Yeah. Which it says a lot about defense as well this year, but. Well, on that subject, Case Keenum, I don't know what happened to Minnesota. I feel like they had their Super Bowl in the divisional round. Mm. Um do you buy in that they should keep him? Do you do you think he's worth going all in for or is was that just one season where he was pretty good?
1: I think it's one season. I think he still makes uh, what he well, I've seen him play a fair bit Case Keenum because the Detroit always seemed to play the side that he's uh playing for and he when he was playing for the Rams. He played three great quarters and then threw about three interceptions against us in one quarter. So I think he can implode and he can make a lot of mistakes saying that. he played brilliant this season, but then I thought you know that the one the one game that Sam Bradford played was amazing. I say out of the three mm. of them, in terms of pure talent, he's probably my favorite out of those three, but obviously his knees is knackered, so I think he was one that will go. Case Keem had a great season and he's a, he's in that weird b- b- bit between the backup and the starter. I mean no one would go oh we no one would be completely happy with Case Keem as their starter. You you've got to remember that the, de- the the Vikings defense is amazing and I think their receivers played amazingly well. Like Adam Phelan was brilliant. He's come from nowhere. Yeah. Um and they've got a, 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 they've got a great receiving core and um I, I, well, he played great. Case him. but is it a one-hit wonder? Is it like Nick Foles was, you know, two years ago when he had that season when he played for the Eagles before he got traded, where he would, was yeah. leading pass rating and he couldn't do anything wrong, whether it was the scheme, whether it was the offensive coordinator. Um, I, I, I don't know. And what do you think?
0: Well, I think they're really in on Teddy Bridgewater, which is strange because I know they've got a lot. Of, they've put a lot of effort into getting him. First of all, he's their guy. They drafted him. And Keenum, yeah, okay. They came to London a few years ago playing for the Rams. In fact, I think it was last year. And he was terrible. Mm. And he was leading a terrible Rams team. And no one would have ever seen that run. But I think you have to give him credit for what he did, to be honest. And I think he's a better scrambler than Teddy. I think he's a better long ball passer than Teddy Bridgewater. Bradford, I think, is the most talented quarterback. And there was... A lot of people were debating after that Eagles game of why they didn't at least throw Bradford in when they were down two three touchdowns um, and whether he could have been a better option for them but i mean it's pats eagles now and, and I, I don't know i've been running through the super bowl prop bets i don't know if you have a look at these but i thought it would be quite funny to bring up with you because there's stuff like you know over under the national anthem will be 3 minutes the color of pink's hair when she sings it danny Amendola, is he going to get over 50 yards receiving there's so many weird prop bets i don't know if you've seen any of them or if you could invent one what would you like to take um it's whether Bill Belichick will smile. <laughs> Never.
1: In when he will smile within the first yeah, where, where he will smile during the Super Bowl. So basically, the Patriots have to win, and he has to smile. There must be about he's like five to five to one.
0: He smiles once a year if they win the Super Bowl. That's basically it.
1: I don't understand why he wears those shit T-shirts with the cut-off sleeves. <laughs> There's so much stuff you could wear, as in the amount of of merchandise that they mm-hmm. make, and he's... His... He cuts
0: the sleeves. He makes them cut but the sleeves. Why? It's, good. it's his look. It's
1: the worst <laughs> look. It's like wearing an old man's vest or something. He makes them cut the sleeves mm. off. And it's, it's not as if it's hot. If he was in Florida, it's fine. He's in Boston. Yeah. You know, it's freezing up there. He's cutting the sleeves off in this weird... Thing. I mean, I just think he's a... I, I don't like Bill Belichick. I think he's a, I think he's a knob... <laughs> I really just think you are you are
0: It's the Patriots way. Everyone's got Brady had this, the stitches on his fink on his hand, but he came out for warm-ups in, against the Jags without the glove on. Belichick wears no sleeves. Matt Patricia has the little pencil in his in his ear yeah, with the hat, yeah. which I think makes him a, a non-candidate for a coaching job. I know he's the line coach. Say now, that, don't say that. How how can you possibly employ as a head coach someone who wears a pencil in his ear? He he seems like a guy's guy, not a head coach. Yeah, I don't know the know. way he wears his
1: hat backwards.
0: Is he going to do that in Detroit? Yeah, I bet he will.
1: Uh, what happened to the old Tom, Tom Landry days where you wear a suit and a hat?
0: Yeah, well, that's... Much, but I But mean, in they baseball, wore, they, they wear the,
1: suits. Just wear suits and look smart on the sidelines.
0: I love in baseball how they wear the uniform with the cleats and everything. Imagine that in other sports. You, you have Belichick yeah. come out in a, in a Patriots helmet. But I like the baseball thing. I used
1: to hate it, first of all, and now I've grown to really like it. Because baseball uniforms mm. are quite... Smart, you know, I suppose. Um, yeah, so, Super Bowl, I don't know about those odds. I just, I, I'm, I'm fascinated to see how the Eagles' defence cope with Brady because, and his... And, and vice versa. Yeah, I think he's, he just he just, they're so well set up and organised, that's the thing. His quick release just overcomes a lot of the threat, I think,
0: uh, Where we dink and dunk, right? Because I think Brady's going to throw the ball fifty times at least. Mm-hmm. Because they won't, they won't be able to run the ball on Philly's defense. Yeah. They got Dion Lewis is great, but it works the other way. I think Foles is going to have to have a really good game as well.
1: It, I, I mean, I thought their their play selection against the Vikings was amazing. It was so brave going for the long, but really aggressive. I mean, the mm. ideal game is that it's going to be sort of forty points each you know, touchdown after touchdown, um, if Philadelphia come out that aggressive and if they've got the confidence to. And I, I quite rate Nick Foles. I mean, I remember that, that season he had in Philly before when he was brilliant. And he was playing for a crap Rams team, you know, before mm. he got um, traded back again. But I, 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 I'm i fascinated to see what happened. I think that it, it, there won't be... A, I think the Patriots will win... But I think where it's where the folds. It's all down on folds, really. I, I, yeah. I, I've got no. I've got 100% faith that Brady will be typical Brady,
0: and the Patriots will put around 30 points on the board at least, even against that defense. I'm hedging. Yeah, I'm surprised actually how many people are saying they're going to get 30. I'm a, I'm hedging a little bit because, like Doug Peterson, 10 years ago, while Belichick was getting ready for the David Tyree game, he was coaching in high school. So that's. Kind of says it all. Where he will he will go for it. He he the first ball that falls through against Atlanta a few weeks ago, he threw up a complete duck and it was nearly intercepted. And you thought, oh boy, here we go again, because he was terrible towards the end of the season. But I think having the weeks off that he's had between the Pro Bowl and after the season, the 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 uh, bye week, he's he's just gotten more fluid and he looks confident. And I think Foles and Brady they'll be the two main cogs. So, I mean. Pats are missing so much. Amendola was great last week, but they don't have Edelman, as we know. Gronk was in concussion protocol. It's all on Brady's shoulders again.
1: Yeah, but I mean, he can do. I mean, I, I just think psychologically, after last year, which was just one of the most incredible sporting moments I've seen. It was, it was boring Super Bowl for three quarters. Yeah. That the th- that they they can never relax, you know. They'll they'll always be really wary of Brady, and I do think his receiving core. I know Edelman's gone, but he has got you know um, the threat of Brandon Cooks, which he didn't have before, which I think they might utilise um, to try and spread that defense out a bit. You know, uh, if Gronk is back, I mean, he must—he's definitely going to play.
0: He must play. The interesting thing about Cooks is that he doesn't ever do those in the middle of the field plays where he won't run down the middle into a defense. He's always going to the sideline. Yeah, yeah. So really they're going to go they're going to use amandola so much in this I feel. But when it comes to that defense as well I'm looking at here the Pats what they do dink and dunk they've never scored a point with Brady and Belichick in the first quarter of any Super Bowl which is and because they start playing quick in the second half but if the Eagles can build up a lead you have to just press on them. We saw last week the Jags they were up whatever they were up and they didn't press on their throat. They didn't continue to play like they were in the first half. Yeah,
1: I think that's the thing with it. I mean, but the Jags, it's just... If they'd, if they'd have got rid of Bortles the season before and got someone half-decent in, they could have been in the Super Bowl. I really think they've got that They've yeah. got that huge amount of talent. And then on a separate note, I'm fascinated to say what, what, what's going to happen with Bortles because I was convinced that the Jags would go, let's get Alex Smith, let's get that game manager in there Mm-hmm. Who and
0: now he's yeah. Washington. I was
1: really surprised. I thought that's the fit for the Jags because he's yeah. such an intelligent quarterback. You know, he's got that experience, that side ready to go, and that um, Washington went in there and got him instead of Cousins. I, I mean, I was, I mean, I don't know what the Jags are going to do because they need someone, a sort of, I would go not a rookie quarterback to get in there because that side's ready to go. But I think the, the I agree, but the Jags were just. I think the Jags defense played brilliantly against them but they just didn't have any any power on offense and Bortles just made a couple of just just when you just when you think he might be all right he just mm. misses an easy slant and you think there's no way you're an NFL, you, yeah, right. NFL quarterback yeah, that
0: was a game of his life but he teases you to you don't know he you don't think he's going to sustain it but uh, don't you think though that the Eagles fans they're chasing their first ever Super Bowl that they would they would rather beat the Patriots because if they beat the Jags in the Super Bowl, some people will still say, "Well, you didn't have to go through the best team." Even though the Jags' defense is great, they weren't—they're just not respected enough yet.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm this is I, this is the Super Bowl I wanted. I want to see the Patriots. You know, even with Foles, um, I would be great if Carson Wentz was playing. But I don't think I think Foles is one of the best backups. I think is at least. Went to, I can never say his name properly. He didn't get injured in the playoffs. At least they had that time to, you mm-hmm. know, they've got the had the time to him to learn the system and have this time off for the Pro Bowl. And he's looked, Foles has looked better each week he's played for the Eagles. And he already knows, he already knows the sides. He already knows, he's already been there before, you know, for years. So
0: he's sort of familiar with the setup there. So I don't think it's a... C- what did you make... Sorry. S- sorry, what did you make of the espn piece though about the pats and how i'm ready what did are. you say well there's this big call about how they're breaking internally between belichick craft and brady and how brady's now really putting out his tb12 um promote like you know the the, the book and the, the exercise program the diet everything else and belichick apparently thinks he's a diva now because he's He's doing that stuff and you've got Kraft who reportedly told Belichick to trade Garoppolo and since that's been refuted by the team. So there's this whole story about why they traded Garoppolo and did they have to and Brady was the reason why they did because Brady wanted to be the guy and he was apparently happier when they traded him. I don't. It, there was a lot of talk about how this is the, coming to the end now of this era of the three together. So, I mean, what do you make of that? Do yeah, they I think, win or lose, do you think they're going to stick together? I think it is... We're looking at
1: sort of the peak of the Patriots again. I think next season you will mm-hmm. see some challenge. I mean, it depends what the Chiefs has got rid of Smith, so it might not be as strong. But I think the Jags, if they do get a quarterback from somewhere, even Sam mm-hmm. Bradford, get get Sam Bradford for a, a year and then get your draft get a drafted quarterback. You know, that's what I would do. So you've got a someone you could go and play, someone they can learn off. Um, I think it might be the end of the Patriots the Garoppolo thing is fascinating because I thought he was good from when I saw him play but I never imagined
0: he'd do anything like he did at San Francisco which was quite incredible and you you've already seen the the bets for Vegas for next season it'll be Garoppolo Brady Super Bowl yeah
1: I mean that's I think there's lots more problems in San Francisco in that team that they need to to address and I think it was he did I don't know if he'd have that effect again but he did play brilliantly and you could have in retrospect, you could say, or maybe, if it was a season later, then Garoppolo would have taken over next. It's, this could have been Brady Swong Song at forty, go out, retire, and win Super Bowl. Then you've got
0: a brilliant quarterback to continue the the, mm-hmm. the, the Patriots' dominance. But, but Brett, that's the problem: was that Brady will not retire. He he doesn't want to retire. And, and if he win, if he gets to six titles, that matches Michael Jordan. Jordan was six and zero. Oh, Brady's lost two. Mm. We know that. Bill Russell won 11 championships, so we can't really say Brady's the greatest winner, team player, but do you think he'll go down as the greatest player of this generation, including Michael Jordan, if he gets to six?
1: I think I was a big basketball fan when I was growing up, and I was lucky enough to be right in the middle of the Jordan era. And he was sensational He was as an, as an all-round athlete. And there was something quite beautiful to watch about him... Almost like some sort of quite balletic, you know, of him doing his dunks. So, but then Mm. again, Brady is, it's it's always Brady and Belichick, isn't it, I suppose? It's never just, you've got the coach as well. Whereas, I don't know if he will be as recognised as Well, Phil Jackson
0: was with Jordan the whole way, right? But he's not, he's considered a great coach, one of the greatest ever. But There's something different between Belichick and, and, well, I mean, Jordan, Jordan was insane and, he he won three, back to back. He won two, th- three titles in a row, didn't he? between retirement, he could have won eight. But I think being a quarterback, that's the most difficult position in sports. Yeah, but I think
1: Jordan played with a sort of finesse that was great to watch. Brady mm. is clinical. I mean, of all the quarterbacks, I'd say when I watch them, I respect the way Brady plays. But I don't think, wow, that's amazing. You know, I don't think he's a quarterback that I love watching. For example, Drew Brees, I think, is a great quarterback to watch. Russell Wilson, when he's playing... Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers. They're they're all great to watch. Brady, I never watch him and think, oh, aesthetically, it's pleasing. I just think you are just... You are reading that whole... Your vision is incredible, and your release and accuracy is incredible, and your intelligence is incredible. I mean, I prefer... I know I'm a Lions fan, watching Matt Stafford to uh, Brady. I think as... But you'd rather have Brady. <laughs> I know. I I absolutely really? love Matt Stafford. I think he's one of the best. Uh, even when people slagging him off a couple of years ago, I think I, I would. He's underrated. I would take any. I would take back. any other quarterback above him, and he's just literally holding the Lions up. He can do every single throw. He's wants it. He's um, uber mm-hmm. talented. He's he's always playing injured. Half the time he's injured um, because the offensive line had been rubbish for a, a few years. So. But Brady, yeah, I think he's great. His achievements are great. But it's almost as if... It sounds terrible. A bit like... He almost feels like... Whereas uh, Jordan feels like a sort of um, renaissance artist, uh, Brady feels a bit like a sort of German (laughs) war leader, you know, or German colonel arranging his troops... That way. Do you see what I mean? I know, but he's a warman organiser. Yeah. Well, are too. They're both, they're, all... they're both cold, efficient
0: sort of killers rather than someone. But Ger- Germany lost the war. He... Brady and Belichick keep winning. How do you explain that? It's. I can't explain it, it
1: just, <laughs> linebackers they've got um, we, had a, we drafted a, a linebacker this is a Detroit. I'm talking about we like I'm part of the franchise but, um, you are you're the <laughs> special advisor but uh, a third round draft pick called Carl Van Noy he couldn't even break into the mm. team was really inconsistent and then I'm watching <laughs> him play for the Patriots a totally different player a totally different. and Everyone. They traded for him, and I thought, well, he had potential, but he never really saw it through. Then two seasons away, mm. you think we well, just, you know, help him lead their linebacking core, and it, that is incredible. The players, Chris Hogan. Who'd ever heard of Chris Hogan? Then he was doing one week, uh, two hundred yards or something like that. And, you know, he's Brady's new target. That is what, how they develop players, and I've not seen any other side do that. It reminds me of just maybe an Arsenal. When they, when Wenger um, first came over and made turned all these players into geniuses. Yeah. But what, what other franchise Rex does Bur-
0: that? Chris Hogan, Buffalo, nothing. Rex Burkhead. They, it's happened to so many players where they've just turned it around. I don't know. They're incredible. But but actually, this Super Bowl appearance feels like it, it's an it's an added on bonus because I really didn't think they would get it get back again at forty. and and, and if you look at the two teams. Philly are the better all-around team. Yeah. The Pats just aren't that good, but they've got Brady. Well, the Jags—you could say that with so. the Jags.
1: I think they were one of the most talented yeah. teams, um, but then you know they lost because of of Brady. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, if he does win this, How you- if he does win this one, then surely it's harder to win six Super Bowls than it is to win six NBA titles. I'm not sure.
0: That's the question, isn't it? I mean, all the injuries. He's only been injured. He's only had one serious injury once, where he missed the season. And Castle was playing. Yeah, Mac. But to do Mac Cassell, to be, literally made him made yeah. him look good. There's another. There's another example. Ha, ha, but anyway, how do you watch this game? I am going to watch it on normal
1: television. I watch everything on Game Pass, and I sit in my bed and watch it. But I think I watch this. Um, yeah. I, Maybe on my computer or on the be. Is it on the BBC
0: or ITV? I'm sure it's BBC and Sky, obviously. Yeah. B- Have you B- seen BBC. any of the Sky coverage this season?
1: No, I don't. I know. I did actually. I watched a couple of games when on the annoying thing they do on Game Pass, where they don't play if it's your team. Uh, right. And it's not the same. I feel sad about Kevin Cadel. I think there's a real
0: loss. Terrible news though about him.
1: I mean, they used to, I remember when he used to coach the basketball team. Wilton Bird this is before you were even born. When I started watching, I started watching the basketball in the sort of late, eight, early 90s when I was into basketball, and he was the coach and he was the basketball expert. And he sort of went into mm. um, American football. So I think it's not the same without him. I don't really. Who's the guy who was the, um, the little
0: short grey haired guy who's really good at analysis? Jeff, Jeff Reinbold. Yeah, yeah. I quite like him. He's great. But uh, the sad, th- obviously, Kevin. It's tragic what happened to him. Um, but he, I remember he was on Sky Sports NBA as well, and he used to do that show. And even before that, you remember? Do you remember Nick H- Hauling on Sky NFL? No,
1: no, I didn't. Have, I didn't. I didn't watch that. No,
0: ba- back in the day. But yeah, there's loads of good coverage. I, I love, I love the BBC stuff with Chapman and O.C. and Jason. It's, it's fun. My favourite thing
1: has been listening to the commentary. It's been the emergence of Tony Romo, and how, oh, yeah, how he's, he's great. totally changed. The and they call them color analysts. So I can't know, know why. He's totally changed and also up the level. I think they got quite lazy. I remember watching if yeah. you watch, if you watch I'm watching Detroit every week, and then they have people come commentate who don't even know the player. I know the players' names better than they know them. <laughs> and yet Romo's come in, start predicting plays, yeah. showing saying what they're going to do. And they and you, he's obviously a clever man. who he, he's analysing what he would do, and it brings such a huge. Just makes the game so much better. I love Romo. I I don't know if he's and in the Super
0: Bowl or not, but I think he's No, he's not. MB Al Michaels, Chris Collinsworth are doing but he's he's also reinvigorated Jim Nance, who's with him at CBS. Because like Phil Sims was getting a bit you know we, we were talking about this in the in the meeting. Romo is so quick to react to a play. And and you're right about that, because Troy Aikman, who does Fox, seems like he... It's a motivation for the other guys to. They have to break plays yeah, down yeah, yeah. better, and they have to tell us things that we don't see, but break it down in a way that we understand. But
1: it's really pretty, you know, Because I, I, I've been watching it for years, but I still don't have. You know, I don't know. Or the I, it takes years. To, you know, the players take seasons to learn all the routes and all the coverages and all that. And when he says, "All right, this is what's going to look out for this player here. This is what's going to happen. He's going to go deep here. They're going to run a slant. They're going to fake here." It's so much more interesting and educational, yeah. and and I hope and I think I have noticed that in games he hasn't been commentating on that, that it has improved. And other uh, commentators are starting to predict plays. So the Roma effect has been one of the highs for this season, I think,
0: for me. And he's excited, like wh- he's like, "Oh, Jim!" and all this. Stuff. He just really he shouts, and I'm not sure it's completely professional, but who cares? Yeah, he, yeah. He's, yeah, definitely. We, always, we always complain about the vanilla guys, but he's he's
1: obviously you could tell why he was a great quarterback because he's making reads and and he's put, yeah. and he's pointing out mistakes and he's saying actually which other court players don't say oh that's a good even when he busted plays he said that's a busted he will say you you had to take a lot you know you had to throw the ball away then hold on the ball you make take a loss that's, that's the best thing you could do well you never ever mm. hear that from um other commentators but that's been fascinating for me and, and um I look forward to more of Tony.
0: Um, Before I let you go, uh, London games next year, San Diego, Tennessee, Seattle, Oakland, Philadelphia, Jacksonville. What do you think of those? Well,
1: Philadelphia, Jacksonville is going to be brilliant. I think that'll be a good game. Um, I'm sad. I'm just still sad about the Chargers moving. I said San Diego. Yeah, but it should be San Diego. They should make a move back. Yeah. I just don't like. I just think after all those years, I'm really against that moving, especially when the the Rams have already moved there. Just leave them in San Diego. So um, yeah, I think the the Jags Eagles is going to be the best one, isn't it? I should think. Why?
0: By... Yeah, I think we got Wentz coming over, Russell Wilson coming over, and Alistair Cook was adamant that he wanted to bring the few remaining teams that haven't been here and Seattle, Philadelphia. Those are huge teams. Yeah, to come yeah. Over, especially you know, Eagles Jags. One got to the Super Bowl, one got to the title game. Who is Seattle playing? Oakland. And, uh, and it's, it's also Oakland, at White Hart Lane. And it's Oakland's
1: home game, is it? they never, yes. never get... The Hawks would never get one of their home games. No real, way.
0: would they? Can you imagine And it's the that? Chargers'
1: home game as well, isn't it, I think?
0: I don't know whose home game it is for that, but I'm, I'm really intrigued to know how it goes down at White Hart Lane with the Seahawks game. Yeah. They've only got... That's why they've only got three games, because the, the fourth game was also going to be there. But they need to trial out the stadium But
1: Yeah I'm, I'm more interested To be honest In, in the changes of team kits Because the Rams are going Blue and white now Aren't they obviously They're in a weird transition phase And the Chargers yeah. I hope they don't change their name I hope they stay the Chargers And if they do change The LA Bolts Yeah um, It just has to be the Chargers though And keep that If they change at all Just go for that powder blue kit One of the greatest kits ever
0: God, did you remember that logo they came out with as well? Oh, the LA Uh, one was awful. Oof. Very boring. I'm all into... Anyway, you've already told
1: me the... Go on. I really like all the logos. There's a Twitter bloke um, called Chris Creamer, his name is. And he runs... He's an American guy and he does all sports logos. He's got a website. He's got all the list of all the logos through history. And he sort of posts... The first person to post all the new baseball logos for the minor league teams... He's a really good person to follow on Twitter. If you like all the logos and all that stuff, that's mm. his thing. So um, I, I'm really into all that. I love all the logo design and all that stuff that got me into the sport in the first yeah. place.
0: Well, well, talking of logos, they said the Indians are going to drop it after 2019. Oh, Chief, Chief or amusing. Who's gone, yeah. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to stop being offensive after next year. I, I love that. But I know I get that it's too late now where you've got spring training coming up and changing it now. But still... It's a good decision, but make it a little bit earlier, and we can move it into the new season.
1: I mean, you can't really call them in India. I think you just change the name altogether. Just change. They've got altogether. to change the name.
0: They, they they've got to. Um, they, 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 they. I'm sure they will, but there'll be pressure on the, the name change, and then you've got the Redskins, Chiefs, and yeah. so on.
1: Yeah, I think they uh, just change it. Was it Cleveland? The Cleveland Spiders. Who are the Cleveland
0: Spiders? There might be... The Spiders? Is that a football no, team?
1: No, one of the teams, one of the baseball teams, I think we'll call the Cleveland Spiders, first of all. Would be a cool the name. Spiders? Yeah, Spiders That's news. Cool.
0: That's news to me.
1: I'll Google it in a minute and find out. Some more will know. But I think it might have been the Cleveland Indians with the Cleveland Spiders. Let me.
0: Look. I'm going to do it right now. Do on it, it air, right now. Googling,
1: Cleveland Spiders. <clears throat> this is all my wasted life I'm guess that on that Wikipedia. Is... As uh, Cleveland Spiders, yes we a Major Fockey. League Baseball team which played between 1887 and 1899 in Cleveland, Ohio. So I think they went on to become... Oh, no, they disbanded. They disbanded. <laughs> so what,
0: what sports was that? Baseball.
1: Baseball. The Cleveland Spiders. Was that minor league? Um, I, No, Major League Baseball team. This is ba- back in 1887. So, I mean, uh, quite a long time ago... I'm just reading that three names, uh, three of the, four of the names, uh, potential names for Cleveland Indians on GQ magazine are Buckeyes, that's an Ohio State thing, Guardians, I don't like that, Tribe. The Guardian Tribe, which is not very good, or the Spiders. See, they've said <laughs> yes, the Spiders. bring it back. Bring back the Spiders.
0: Well, you can't call it the Buckeyes. No, because it's, it's Ohio State, isn't it? It's crazy. Yeah. That's bad. That's okay, bad feminism. So- you heard it here first. The Cleveland Spider. That that I'm not afraid to play the Cleveland Spiders. You will be, mate. <laughs> <laughs> when you see their mascot yeah. is a real life spider. All right. Well, cool. Thank you for your time. Enjoy your um, sitting in your pants in your bed watching the game. So I give it. My pick is Patriots by
1: Patriots by five. Not even a good number. A weird number. By five. So what? That's going to be. Think... Is a, that's a. A mix is it a two point conversion or a mixed extra point? Someone's going to miss an extra point. Patriots by
0: five. Do you see the Pats coming back late then, like they did the last two no, years? I, I think no? it's going to be. Um,
1: I would love it if the Eagles start with a ball and then they just literally go for attack. You know, the first play is like you know, we said before Foles throws it deep and they really mm. put the pressure on it because I think that's what happened. They, they played against the Vikings. And they and they force Case to panic. Problem is, you
0: know, Tom Brady doesn't ever panic. But um, I like to see make the Pats come back. Just let's have a good game, and that that would stir up a good game. If, if Philly score first, yeah, it feels like it's wrong. going to be a good game, which is usually means it's going to be awful. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I'm going to take the Eagles. I think Philly are going to wow. win. Wow, wow. What's your what's your um, split point split, whatever you call it? Philly by ten. Oh blimey. I just, I just like their D, and I think Foles is going to play well. What's he got to lose? He's got house money. Like there's not, he's going to be a backup next season. Yeah, right, yeah. well, he, could, he, he could earn a starting job, I guess, somewhere else after the last two games. But house money, Wentz comes back, Eagles going for their first. The fans are nutters. They're going to be filling the stadium as well. So, But, hey, everyone was saying last week that it was inevitable that the Pats would win. I, did, I disagree with that, but, hey, we'll see. Cool. Well, fingers crossed it was a good one. Thank you to my guest Marek Larwood And thank you for listening You can leave a review on the Apple Podcast app The US Sports Podcast with Max Whittle Don't forget to leave a review And subscribe to the show We're also available on blogtalkradio.com Everyone out there enjoy the Super Bowl 11pm kickoff in the UK It's going to be fun Get the nachos ready I like to make sure that no one is around The girlfriend's in bed asleep I'm on my own Concentrating watching the game last year was an absolute dud until the third quarter so do stick with it you do not know what's going to happen this is the last football game we're going to watch until september unless you are a preseason fanatic next week's guest i've got bob martin from the doncaster basketball club an american turned into one of the greatest british basketball coaches we have And we're going to talk about grassroots basketball and where it stands and where it's going in this country. Bob's really, really fascinating to listen to. And he knows more about the game here than most people. So stay tuned for that. Bye for now.